0: You are now listening to the Floyd Podcast, hosted by Marquise Rawls. Another episode of the Floyd Podcast, I believe this is episode 42, and we already got the fight of the year number one candidate last night on Showtime Boxing, and it was epic. Now, we already have the knockout of the year candidate with Oscar Valdez, knocking on Miguel Bacho But then, last night, April 10th, we got the fight of the year candidate number one option. And Jaren Incas versus Rodriguez. And it was a barn burning war since the opening bell. Now, Incas was the person on the winning streak. He's coming in as the favorite, but Rodriguez is looking to, to give him the upset to stop his winning streak. Inkas has been on the winning streak for a long time. A very long time and he said i'm gonna keep it at all costs and he came out ready to fight but rodriguez said nah it's not gonna be that easy and they was throwing punches and bunches they threw over 1500 punches but you know what the difference was the difference was ain't had the he had that one round i believe it was round eight when he just started laying it on rodriguez he got the knockdown, and in my opinion, that knockdown was the reason why he won the fight. I scored the fight in even six rounds to six rounds, but because of the knockdown, Inkas got the win by one measly point. One measly point because of the knockdown, and it was a fantastic showing from start to finish. If you did not see it, I recommend you go back and watch it. Uh, this is definitely definitely a must see boxing fight and yes i will admit this isn't one of those fights where it's very high technical fight even though there was a lot of science and technicality and skill and art form in the way they was fighting but they was up close and personal they was fighting on the inside throwing body shots and got landed over a hundred body shots a hundred body shots and they was going to the war and let me just read you some of the stats of this fight just so you know how much damage was being taken and given according to the copy box stats um rodriguez landed 273 total punches out of 826 and um inkos landed 232 total punches out of 758 now with those stats it says that rodriguez landed more So you would be more inclined to say that he won the fight. My argument for it is the rounds that he won, he landed significantly more than Inkos was landing. For instance, that last round, he landed over 50 punches in just that last round alone. And he clearly won that last round. He clearly won that. He landed over 50 punches and Inkos didn't land close to 50. He landed a lot of shots, a lot of good shots, but it wasn't close to 50 like Rodriguez was landing. So even though he landed more punches, you still have to take into account that the rounds that he won, he landed significantly more in the rounds that he lost, he didn't land as much. So that's why um, the numbers and the stats doesn't always tell the whole story of what actually happened. Um, Let's go to power punches. Rodriguez landed more power punches as well. Uh, 253 power punches out of 584. Inkos landed 176 power punches out of 447. Same thing I said before, in the rounds that Rodriguez won, he landed significantly more. So after this fantastic fight, both of them put on a great performance. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing both of them in their next fight. Who I would like for them to fight next, I really haven't really thought about it. A big name doesn't really come to off the top of my head too quick. I would have to really do my research to, to really see how things would match up. So I would still love to see both of them in their next fight. They're talking about having a rematch already, and I don't want to see a rematch right away. I think Rodriguez, he needs to fine tune himself a little bit more. Um, he's still young. Moving on to the next fight is my guy, Efe Ajagba the guy who i say is going to be the next biggest heavyweight star in boxing am i gassing it of course i am i'm gassing it a little bit uh the last time i talked about fa in his fight uh i did mention a lot of flaws that he has uh, a lot of disadvantages that he has that he needs to work on and looking at this fight he still has them he still has them and uh, i don't know if he needs a new trainer. A new a new entire new training camp. If he needs a new coach, if he needs better strength and conditioning, if he needs just I don't know, just a new team altogether. I don't know what he needs to improve, but whatever he does, he needs to do it because he is big and strong and he seems to be very, very tough. And I would hate for someone with those great attributes to to not be fine-tuned and molded into a a complete fighter he can literally beat anybody he has the power he has the size and he has the toughness you add in the boxing iq you add in the skill sets and then he will be unbeatable unbeatable but in this fight pretty easy fight for him um he did get hit a lot which i i already expected from fa his defense is not good i've said it before and he hasn't changed it but he gets the knockout, a devastated knockout, one punch knockout, and he has that power. He has the power in his right hand, the right hand of God. That's the type of power that he has. And he gets the knockout, he folded his man, his man folded up on the ground, and he was on the, he was on the canvas for so long, he got up on all fours, trying to catch his breath. Heaving. I can't breathe, oh, I can't breathe. So that's the power that F.A. has, and I would love to see him step up in competition, um, because this guy, really good guy, I don't really know too much about the guy that F.A. fought, I don't know too much about him, but he didn't really show me anything to seem to pose a threat, so I would like for F.A. to step up in real competition. So now on to the two main events, and the first one I'm going to discuss is the Joe Smith versus Maxim Vlasov, and this was a really good fight as well. I enjoyed it, Going in, I had Joe Smith getting the knockout, but I underestimated Maxim in his sleek and his craftiness. And he was very, very slick in there. Uh, He has awkward movement, awkward style. So it was very, very tough for Joe Smith to catch him. But the times that Joe Smith did catch him, he was laying it on him. He had him hurt uh, a couple times like later on in the fight. It was never enough to really knock down Maxim. Because Maxim, he would get hurt and he would find different ways to, to get out of trouble and um, survive the round. And honestly, I know they gave Joe Smith the, the win. I don't think he won that fight. I'm not saying that he lost. I'm definitely not saying that he lost that fight. To me, I can see how they have him winning, but watching it, I don't think he won that fight. Let me just read some of the stats before I really go into it, into detail. So Total Punches. Joe Smith landed 226 out of 888 total punches for 25%. Maxim landed 214 out of 863 total punches. Uh, Power punches, Joe Smith landed 174 out of 508 for power punches. And Maxim landed 187 out of 611 power punches. Now, Joe Smith landed more total punches, but Maxim landed more power punches, and that was sort of the story of the fight because Joe Smith uh, was using his jab a little bit more. Um, not saying that he used it really good because, like I said before, he didn't really look too, too comfortable in this fight, and Maxim, with his awkward style, he Joe Smith never really got um, a lot of good momentum uh, as the fight went on. He did seem to get a second wind. Uh, later on down the fight, which I believe is what the judges used to really give him the win, because I, I believe he won round 11 and 12. Uh, he did inflict a lot of damage in those rounds, but it just wasn't enough to get the knockout, which I know he wanted the knockout. I was expecting him to get a knockout, and um, I think the only thing I have with this fight is it was just a, a little bit sloppy on both of their parts. So yes, the fight was really good, but... I like to see punches that is crisp and clean. Some like with two fighters where they they really have a game plan and know what they're doing in there. It seemed like both of them went in there and they was just winging it a little bit and um they was just throwing a lot of punches, trying to take each other out, trying to hurt each other. And at times it got really really sloppy on both parts. But still, overall, a good fight. Uh, Joe Smith he did get the win. Like I said before. I believe, was it unanimous decision or a split decision? He got it. Um, And this win is setting up between Joe Smith versus Better BF. Fantastic fight. I'm looking forward to it. And I hope Joe Smith actually has a plan because if he goes in with this performance that he just had, Better BF is going to get him out of there. Now, I, I can't recall... If I've ever seen Joe Smith get knocked out before. But I've seen Joe Smith get completely outclassed by Baval. Now, better BF is not as technically sound. Doesn't have as much of a ring IQ as high as Bavall. But he's just that unstoppable freight train. And Joe Smith is sort of like that too. But after you, as we saw from last night, you could slow him down. And you can get him in positions where he's not too comfortable. Not saying that better BF can't do that. would have to change up his style but he's still gonna come straight at you and usually when better bf is coming at you no one has been able to stop him maybe joe smith is the guy who can maybe we just have to see and the last main event i'm going to talk about is jaron boots ennis versus sergey going into this fight i was sort of wishy-washy about who i thought was going to win um i know how good Boots Ennis is, but I also have seen Sergey Lipinets with in some good performances. And I know he he's a good fighter um, who lands good punches and he's a tough fighter. But then I started thinking back when Lipinets fought Mikey Garcia and Mikey Garcia knocked him down. Then I realized Mikey Garcia is a strong fighter and Boots Ennis might be just as strong or maybe a tad stronger than Mikey Garcia, but he throws more. He capitalizes on the opportunities a little bit more than Mikey Garcia does. Mikey Garcia is conservative with his punches. He doesn't jump on your head at every single opportunity that's prevented to him. He's very calculated with his offense. Now, Jaron Boots is he's calculated with his offense too, but he takes more risk. He goes after it a little bit more because he wants the knockout a little bit more. He wants the knockout. Mikey Garcia, he just wants the win. There's a difference so with that mindset, I knew, oh, Boots Ennis, he might get him out of here, because I know what he can do, and I know Sergey Lipinets is tough, but I've seen you get knocked out, I've seen you touch the canvas before, so going into the fight, the fight starts out, and like I said, Boots Ennis is on his head, on his neck, crazy, from the opening bell, he's throwing punches, he's throwing jabs, he's He's hitting him to the body. He's hitting him to the side. He's going around his defense. He's punching in between his shots. He's splitting his guard and everything. There's nothing Sergei Lipinets could do to stop the onslaught that Boots Ennis was giving to him. There was nothing. And you can hear every single punch. Every single punch that landed, you can hear the booms and the roars throughout the stadium. So that's how hard he was getting hit. Did Sergey Lipinets hold his own? Yes, in some rounds he did. He landed some good punches. He had some good counters. He landed some big shots of his own. But for every big shot he landed, Boots Ennis landed two, sometimes even three. And he's a fantastic combination puncher. Fantastic combination puncher. He doesn't just land one punch. He's going to land a punch then try to follow up with two more. Hopefully he can land those next two or at least another one. So there was nothing that Lippon Yes could do about it. And Boots Ennis' defense, um, and his defense was good. Um, He's not known for having great defense. Like I said, he was getting hit with some big shots that could have been avoided, but his defense was still good. He didn't get hit as much as he was doing the hitting, so the defense to offense ratio was really, really good, and it was an impressive performance by him. It was definitely a step-up fight. For people that's saying that this technically wasn't a step-up fight, it was a step-up fight. It was a step-up fight. fight. Sergey Lipinets is, um, I believe, a former champion at 140 or at least was good enough to get a fight with Mikey Garcia when Mikey Garcia was known as the guy. Um, so definitely what's next for Boots Ennis. Uh, I believe another step-up fight. People are saying that Virgil Ortiz, she should be next for him. I think I want both of them to take a different route. It would be nice to have Boots Ennis and Virgil Ortiz fight and the winner of that fight would, would get a shot at uh Spencer Crawford. But I think if Virgil Ortiz takes just one more, one more really, really good fight. And Boots Ennis takes one more really, really good fight. Like for example, if Virgil Ortiz, if he fights, Virgil Ortiz fights like a Keith Thurman. And Boots Ennis fights like a Dennis Ugas. Then both of them win that fight. Then Virgil Ortiz, he could get his tan Crawford for fight. And boots Ennis, he could get his Earl Spence fight, and then now we have two super fights. We have two super fights instead of Boots Ennis and Virgil Ortiz fighting each other now, and then we only get in one super fight from that. I would rather get two super fights, and then if if both of them win or if both of them lose, whatever the outcome, they could still fight each other down the line because both of them is not going nowhere. Both of them are really good special talents that. They're going to be around for a long time. They are the young, new people who I can see in the near future being the top names at the 147 pound division. So they're not going nowhere. But at the same time, I don't want them to fight each other too early when we could wait just a couple or three years or so and get two super fights instead of one. But hey, I'm not a promoter. I'm not a boxing manager. So don't take my advice. That's all for this podcast. I'm out. Peace, King. You were just listening to the Flory podcast hosted by Monkeys Rawls. Come back for the next episode or go back and listen to the previous ones if you haven't done so.